0: Hello everyone. You are listening to Knock This Door podcast and I am Hari Prasad. Joining us today our co-host Pragati. Right off the bat, what do you think is common between cattle, grains, tools, Shells, metal, paper, bits and bytes.
1: The bits and bytes throws me off.
0: Well, these were the form of money that we used over the past few centuries in exchange of a lot of commodities that we buy and sell.
1: Yeah, that is true, isn't it? Bits and bytes, uh, most recently, of course, in the last maybe...
0: Digital age? Ten years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, today we want to talk about money, which has no value in itself physically, but we give a value because it is a mere medium of exchange for the things that we want to buy, from the basic needs such as food, to the luxury of owning a chartered plane,
1: mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. But wait, is money that something that you actually take for granted, going by the theme of this podcast?
0: Good question. Money is something we don't take for granted But the concept of money is what I'm trying to say So mm-hmm. now that we can buy whatever we want And anybody can afford what they want Based on the money they have So yes. I'm just telling that the concept is taken yeah. for granted
1: yeah. yeah, I remember reading um, some time back That one of the defining characteristics of human beings And the Uh, Anthropocene, which is the age of human beings, is how we invented this concept of currency and money, Mm -hmm. right? In the animal world, you do find instances of barter happening, but not so much um, currency. So I'm interested in learning how we developed this and came so far.
0: Yeah, let's talk about why we need money in first place, mm-hmm. right? In the very beginning, we used barter system and it was considered fat trading.
1: When was the first known instance of barter?
0: I think barter system is closely related to the agriculture and, you know, human settling in some certain places, right? Yeah. Let's say I own a dairy farm and have lots of cows and you own a rice field. I could give you two cows in exchange of, say, 30 pounds of rice bags. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then you would ask an extra cow. Mm -hmm. That's when we negotiate and we end up saying, what's the value that we can put and say four cows equal to 40 pounds, right?
1: But that wouldn't have been consistent across different places, right?
0: That is correct. There are three major challenges in this barter system that you know i found interesting number one the value of the commodities in exchange are not always equal right meaning the effort to produce rice is probably different than raising a cow Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and number two is the demand and supply problem what if i want wheat and not rice Mm -hmm. why would you go and sell right the third point is it is difficult to transport such commodities. Imagine, yeah. you know, I have to move cows from one place to another if I need rice. The barter system stayed within the same community.
1: So we're talking about uh, agricultural commodities, right? So I I mean, close to, I think, your point number two and, uh, and even maybe one. Uh, human beings started developing the need for other things outside of just food and shelter, right? So you had people producing uh, maybe pottery and utensils and then maybe clothes and uh, animal skin for for other purposes and things like that, which you would not need on an everyday basis as, as, as you do with food and cattle and things like that. But there are still commodities that are needed that we needed to find a way to trade.
0: If you think about it, we started with the basic amenities and then we slowly expanded our circle to a lot of other things that we want yeah. <laughs> in life. Right. You know, from what we need is basically food and shelter. From what we want, everything in the world that we invented.
1: Yeah, and the barter system wasn't going to hold up with that for a long time.
0: If I say we still use barter system, do you agree?
1: Hmm. Where do we not use money anymore to buy things? I'm not so sure there is still barter system around.
0: Have you seen this movie called The Holiday?
1: Oh, well, okay.
0: I'm talking about house exchange. Apparently, there is a website, Home Exchange, Uh which you can use even now. You can swap your houses and uh, that's actually without any money.
1: Right. Right. Interesting
0: obviously barter system had its own challenges and let's talk about what we did next to improve trade not just locally but across the world you won't believe around 1000 bc weapons and tools became common medium of exchange
1: what was the historical how how was this recorded uh, historically
0: so in asia They found some patterns that they have used weapons as money. For example, if I have 20 pounds of rice, I could exchange it with, say, three axes Mm -hmm. or any other tools. Mm -hmm. Maybe tools were in demand at that time Mm -hmm. and there was a pattern that they have used it. That's one. And number two, especially in China, they have made small tools and they have used that as As money.
1: As a signifier of... Like, like a larger tool was also there basically that's currency right That because exactly. the small tool doesn't have any utility it's just a signifier for
0: that is correct so currency. it is something that you can easily carry
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and that could be one reason but one thing for sure folks carrying those tiny sharp objects must have definitely complained to their bosses uh, you know of during the years mm-hmm. to come
1: mm-hmm.
0: which definitely had led to invention of metal coins
1: because it's quite similar right that's what i was thinking if you're going to make a miniature tool might as well just make a make it square and call it a coin or a circle and call it a coin
0: exactly now you just talked about the square and circle Uh (laughs) and uh, i want to just talk about that specific part coins do you know how we ended up using circles more than any other shape
1: was it easier to produce I don't know.
0: Here is my favorite theory why we picked round shape or circle shape for coins. Round coins are easily stackable by using hands without getting your fingers poked. Uh Uh-huh. And those coins initially had holes so that you can stack them in a thread like a chain and store them.
1: Which you could do even with square coins.
0: But without having your corners sharp or edgy.
1: Yeah, you polish them.
0: Okay, to answer that question, I have another
1: uh-huh. finding. Which is?
0: You can put those coins in pockets and without worrying about getting your clothes torn.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Later, around 600 BC, in Lydia, West mm-hmm. Turkey, that's where... They say that they have minted the first official currency using silver and gold.
1: Why silver and gold? Why couldn't have been any other metal that was widely used at the time, which had, which, like, bronze or
0: so, copper? So, bronze and copper were the uh, most common, easily available natural uh, metals. Right. Right. We have been using copper and bronze for a long time. And that's why you even call it bronze age.
1: Yeah. The bronze yeah. had become All a very... All tools p- were made of bronze. Correct.
0: So it might be a coincidence that gold was a naturally occurring compound known as electrum in that Lydia area. Oh, okay. So it is not very difficult to separate gold from silver I- in that area, mm-hmm. which means that they have created the first truly gold coin. And even I am really fascinated how gold has attained that top of the metal criteria.
1: I mean, there is a reason now why we use the gold and gold standard. But I'm thinking historically, why was gold set as the...
0: We'll talk about that. We'll talk about gold standard. But if you think about why gold, Mm -hmm. that is something that fascinates. Maybe, Maybe it's... It's shining attraction mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, you have to keep yeah. it as a as a precious one. Yeah. And number two, gold and silver m- metals are not strong as any other metals to use for anything
1: else. Hmm, probably true. Right. One more reason why gold and silver may have been uh, chosen as a basis for coins, which is they, are, they don't corrode or they don't discolor or they don't... Uh, uh, deteriorate over time as much as copper and bronze do
0: that is so cool so if you put gold or silver in a in a water bottle it'll stay
1: yeah it'll stay as is silver will turn ox- will oxidize but it was very relatively easy to clean and polish it off and it was a it was used as a way to identify whether that was a real coin or a fake coin
0: interesting okay <laughs> I still go with shiny <laughs> Especially silver and gold coins became a super hit for the next 12 to 14 centuries. Mm -hmm. And the entire world trade was operated through the exchange of these coins. Mm -hmm. While coins were the best currency of those times, coin making is a time-consuming process, right? Starting Mm -hmm. from extracting a metal to minting the same. Thanks to China, the invention of paper, like we discussed in the previous podcast, Paper has become a great medium of currency for the years to come.
1: So, who started the trend? Where, where, where did we, when did we start using paper as a substitute for metals?
0: So, in China, it was just said that, you know, instead of using metal when they invented paper, they initially started using, like, this paper, Statement equals to five gold coins. Right. I think that's when banks had started coming yeah. and they collect your gold and give a paper saying, this is five gold coins worth of paper, mm-hmm. which can be used as a transaction anywhere you go. Right. And that bank has its own limits and they would say, okay, in this area, you can use this paper for gold.
1: Right, right. Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: And gold storage has become a very major problem too. So bank said, I will store your gold mm-hmm. and here's your paper, go ahead and use it and your gold is safe. If you really want it, come back and get it.
1: Right. Every time I choose to make a transaction, I will give the uh, give the seller my paper and he comes back to the bank and collects his gold
0: coins. Correct. But if the paper is value enough to get whatever you want apart from gold, you can use that paper and mm-hmm. paper moves like how money does right now. Right. And everybody started standardizing, let's say, their products. If I have a silk cloth and I price it two owls and a snake, Uh that may not be good for (laughs) using it.
1: Two owls, really?
0: (laughs) So maybe instead I would say three gold coins worth of paper. Right. While paper became the medium of exchange for currencies, it has still not replaced gold and silver until say countries were formed.
1: Right. So for a long time, every kingdom um, had their own way of printing coins and issuing paper currencies accordingly. And uh, you had uh, banks or one form or the other of a financial institution that used to issue these paper bonds. place of the amount of gold coins that you bring into the into the bank
0: so yeah europeans started printing the actual currencies in the 16th 17th century Mm -hmm. and uh, that has become popular because you can carry it easily then gold coins
1: and transport it easily
0: correct if each country can print as much money as it wants why do we have poor countries
1: It must be similar to the gold coin for paper bonds concept, right?
0: Something like that. Let's talk about it right after this. Okay. So far, we discussed about two types of money. One, commodity money, that is using the commodity itself as money, like the barter system. Right. Cattles, grains, whatever that may be. So paper money is the second type of money, that is commodity-based money. So we give paper a value based on gold, Mm -hmm. and that's gold standard. Right? meaning you are spending $1 paper currency, but it is tied to, say, 8 grams of gold in the background. Gold standard is when a country ties the value of its money to the amount of gold it possesses.
1: Okay, interesting. So, is there a reason why we chose gold? I mean, we talked about why gold was used in, to make coins, but why do we use the gold standard? Why couldn't it have been any other commodity?
0: so apparently i found this interesting that is they picked gold probably for a couple of reasons one gold was the actual money that they have used until they got paper money and as we discussed first first when paper money was invented they started tying that always to like you know one paper is equivalent to five gold coins. Right. So that might have given them the base to say let's put a gold standard for the reason that each country's can't just go ahead and print as much money as they want yeah. and they have to tie it back to the gold. You know what gold standard means? Mm-hmm. If you have a bank note of a specific country you can go to the bank and get the equal amount of gold. Right. So each government which prints that money should have a gold reserve for those money that they print.
1: Yeah, so gold was chosen, I guess, as because historically that's what every nation uh, finally ended up using for its coins, right? So that was the basis for the issuance of the gold.
0: It's crazy, right? If you are holding a country's money, you can go and get the amount of gold, the valued amount of gold from the reserve. And you'll be surprised that we moved away from this gold standard long back.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, there's been recent conversation that the US wants to go back to the gold standard. But I guess that's a different topic.
0: I don't know if it was a u.s decision or overall global decision but right after the great depression in 1930s Mm -hmm. they did not know if it is a good idea to relate always gold standard to money
1: yeah i think i remember reading something about this so after the depression they wanted to boost the economy and having it tied to gold reserve meant that you just Actually, people had to go out and find gold and mine gold in order to generate enough money to put, to, to pump it back into like for business or for uh, in the economy, right? And they couldn't continue to do that. They wanted to keep it independent because there is no infinite amount of gold under the earth.
0: That is correct. And the current type of money that we call is fiat money. Fiat money is nothing but the currency, that is not backed by any physical commodity such mm-hmm. as gold and the value of money is derived from the relationship between supply and demand as well as the stability of the issuing government
1: so technically then if i'm if i'm running a country i can print an infinite amount of currency right
0: you can but that will lead to inflation
1: yeah and
0: other domino effect that, you know, a lot of financial advisories know. You know why fiat? I did a small search and apparently the word fiat comes from Latin and is often translated to it shall be or let it be done.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Which sounds a yeah. little sketchy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they're going after the same concept. The country can print how much ever money they want.
0: Yes, the government can print how much of our money they want. I'll finish this with a final note. From commodities to paper currencies, money has changed its form throughout the course of life. And in current digital age, you know, transactions started to take place electronically. Without even exchange of physical currency.
1: Yeah, that's probably another podcast or two by itself, right? So Bitcoin and all the other hundreds of different digital currencies that are out there today.
0: Yes, digital cash in the form of bits and bytes will most likely be the currency of the future. Who knows? Countries and its governments might create their own bitcoins and avoid printing money forever.
1: Yeah, that's the best way to cash in, right? So right now, all your digital currencies are still very much in the private realm and one of the big things that's stopping them from becoming mainstream is that the government doesn't approve. So, you know.
0: Once you have a huge server to place all your Bitcoins in a government-protected place, yeah, we will have Bitcoin as our currency.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Bitcoin or any other form of... Digital currency, yeah.
0: Let's wait and watch. And that's all for today. See you next time with an interesting topic. Thanks for listening. This is Knock This Door Podcast and I'm your host Hari Prasad. Thank you music in this episode by Blue Dot Sessions.